When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's Groundhog's Day on the Colleen and Bradley Show on MyTalk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley, trainer. Hi. Hey, how's it going? Oh, you know, just doing the things. We are doing the things. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm trying to do three things at the same time. Uh, but, you know, we're going to start with a really awkward conversation. Yes, we need to have a very awkward conversation. Um, we're not awkward. The awkward is coming from Marilyn Manson. I mean, we are awkward, too. It's a long story. But today, uh, we need to start with Marilyn Manson because we began to hear about some controversy surrounding, uh, well, Evan Rachel Wood made an announcement that Marilyn Manson horrifically abused her for years um that story kind of blew up this week um it's not that we didn't have reason to suspect marilyn manson was a problematic figure we'll talk about that a little bit more in a minute but i wanted to tell you that we kick things off today learning that marilyn manson is already suffering the consequences of that controversy after being dropped by his record label amid these abuse Allegations, and I'll just tell you a little bit about uh, or read you a little bit of the statement from uh, his record label, Loma Vista Recordings. Quote, in light of today, that is yesterday's disturbing allegations by Evan Rachel Wood and other women naming Marilyn Manson as their abuser, Loma Vista will cease to further promote his current album effective immediately. Due to these concerning developments, we have also decided not to work with Marilyn Manson on any future projects. So that is immediate uh, result Mm -hmm. to the controversy and the allegations that... um, again, to put it bluntly, blew up yesterday. Well, you know what I think is really interesting? And I'm sort of just arriving to the scene because I don't pay a lot of attention to Marilyn Manson, but it seems like the consequences have uh, arrived a little too late. And I'm saying that because I read this op-ed from NBC News written by uh, Jill Flipovic. Philip Filipovic, sorry, Filipovic, who, by the way, is the author of a book called OK Boomer, Let's Talk, How My Generation Got Left Behind. And she basically says, hey, guys, FYI, um, you're all arriving to this story about Marilyn Manson about like 20 years too late. And what she does is she goes through conversations that have been had with both Evan Rachel Wood 
and Marilyn Manson that basically say, hey, it didn't take, you know, uh, it didn't take, uh, you know, a Sherlock Holmes detective to figure out that Evan Rachel Wood has been talking about this and Marilyn Manson has been talking about his treatment of her all along. And it goes back to um, a few years ago when Evan, well, Evan Rachel Wood has always been very open about the fact that she was in an abusive relationship when she was in her late teens. Mm -hmm. But more specifically, she actually testified in uh, in um, an effort to get a law passed called the Phoenix Act. And this is the Phoenix Act is the um, the act in the state of California that extends the statute of limitations on abusive relationships. Okay. So she testified before Congress about her experience in an abusive relationship. Mm -hmm. And in this, in this uh, testimony, she talked about a man she dated when she was 18 years old. Okay. Again, hello. 18. It does not take uh, a private investigator to figure out that that was Marilyn Manson. They were, they had a public relationship. She talks about how he groomed her when he began grooming her when she was about 18 years old. He physically abused her, deprived her of sleep, starved her, and stalked her when she tried to leave him by calling her incessantly. Now, meanwhile, over here in 2009, in an interview with Spin Magazine, Marilyn Manson is talking about this very thing. He says of his relationship with Evan Rachel Wood in 2009, okay, so that's... 12 years ago. Yep. He says he called Evan Rachel Wood 158 times while self-mutilating and then blamed her for it. He said, quote, I wanted to show her the pain she put me through. It was like, I want you to physically see what you've done. So sit with that for a second. He's calling her 158 times while he is inflicting pain on himself to show her what he has done to her. Uh, and sh- and then other, other sto- I mean, I could go on, but there's other stories about him uh, in another interview saying that he has fantasies about uh, smashing her skull with a sledgehammer. So what this says to me is what we've already learned in other situations similar to this. This behavior was allowed to continue in plain sight. Maybe people were choosing not to see it, so they just walked right by it. Right. But the evidence was still there in a culture at a time and a place where people um, didn't take this kind of thing seriously. And Marilyn Manson, much like a lot of other celebrities who have now been called to account for their behavior, was able to operate in this manner without a level of seriousness that, in retrospect, seems totally warranted and sadly not taken seriously at all. What I mean by that is like very clearly he was showing us who he was, as you said. Mm-hmm. And the difference is that no, nobody took things seriously. Then we are now in a culture post me too, where people, the and I shouldn't say people because I'm sure there were many people who took this seriously, but institutions now take these things seriously in a way that they, did not before right right and and i i think it sort of i don't know this could act as a cautionary tale to the army hammers shall we say of today and others where 
if if you are speaking so brazenly aloud about behaviors that you engage in um, that are abusive in nature, yeah, the onus is on both of the onus is on us to believe that. Mm-hmm. But it's a little bit like that frog in boiling water. The more Marilyn Manson talked, the more he normalized his behavior, yeah, and the more we allowed for it, right? So he's making these, again, I think I said this yesterday, like moms were warning us about Marilyn Manson, like constantly. And we, well, we should have followed their guts. Well, but so what happened, the thing again, that's different, right? Is that moms are always warning us about things that they think are dangerous for their kids. Mm -hmm. They're not always dangerous things for their kids. I give you, you know, I take you no further down the road than somebody named Tipper Gore, who was, you know, talking about the dangers of rock music mm-hmm. and also all parents for all time. Again, the difference is that people who had a vested money interest in Marilyn Manson looked the other way. Right. It's not that the audience looked. the. I mean, like most of us were not really. I I can speak for the room, I think, unless Holly has some weird affinity that we're not aware of. Um, She could. We didn't run towards Marilyn Manson in the beginning. We were all just kind of like, that's weird. But there was clearly an audience for him, and that audience was valuable monetarily, financially, such that institutions didn't need to hold him accountable, and they could write off other people's criticism as simply as, you know, um, people just shaking their finger at culture. No, and that's a really good point. I will say that, you know, hindsight being twenty twenty, as I've been digging through um, this story in uh, on NBC.com about Marilyn Manson has many different references to other things that Marilyn Manson has said publicly, etc. And you can link to these other interviews. And so I've gone down this rabbit hole where I'm now I'm face and looking at it all in a way I never paid attention to Marilyn Manson before. Well, sure. Yeah. So as when you see it all presented in this way, I'm like, what the heck were we thinking all along? We should have known that he was behaving this way. But I realized that the people who would be outraged by Marilyn Manson aren't paying attention to Marilyn Manson. Well, and at the same time, so Marilyn Manson is saying these things in public under the persona of Marilyn Manson. Right. So then it's like, well, okay, is this person being an entertainer, a provocateur under this entertainment persona that's supposed to like poke at parents' worst fears? Which is an archetype. Which is an archetype, right. It goes back for decades. Like other people have done what Marilyn Manson did before. The problem is, I don't think Marilyn Manson, I think there was a, t- uh, for many people, they can separate that. Um, character from who they really are, Marilyn Manson seemed to start to embrace that character a little bit, but we wouldn't know that. Right. 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 We wouldn't know that. Right. Um, well, we did know that. But but we should have known that. <laughs> but if it happened today, we would know that. My point is, again, there are people behind the scenes that knew this behavior was happening. It is not to say that we're all responsible for Marilyn Manson and not doing anything about it. It's the same way. And people very much boil these these um, controversies down to, to, to very black and white issues in that they'll say, well, it was just a different time. Right. But that's not good enough. It, it is not good enough to write off the fact that society missed the danger that Marilyn Manson was um, just because 
everybody dropped the ball. It's it's to say, let's look to see who was actually actively supporting him, knowing that he was engaged in this kind of behavior. Like, who should have known better? Right. It's, it's the, the same, same thing as Harvey Weinstein. It's the same yeah. thing as Harvey Weinstein. It's the same thing as Bill Cosby. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing as Jeffrey Epstein. There were people at every step of the game at this person's level of power and privilege that looked the other way because it was financially beneficial to them or the system that they were a part of. Right. And sure, you could like try to make an argument that we were all part of that, but I'm concerned less about that because, you know, we're not the ones pulling uh, strings behind the scenes. But for us, it is a good cautionary tale because we've had people also giving us warnings that, to your point, we weren't listening to. Right. Right. Well, again, this story isn't going away anytime soon. And I have unfortunately fallen down the uh, rabbit hole of reading a little too much about Marilyn Manson. So we'll keep our finger on the pulse of this as it uh, as as it develops. But also, again, we're looking at you, Army Hammer, etc. Well, we'll get to him. <laughs> Don't worry about that. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley Show, Elizabeth Reese is bringing us all the dirt straight from Hollywood. It's a dirt alert on My Talk 1071. This is a My Talk dirt alert. The one and only Elizabeth Reese is here and she's brought all the dirt straight from Hollywood. It's a dirt alert. Hello, Hi, Elizabeth. Guys. Hi, friends. Hi, Elizabeth. Nice to be with you. And, and also, also with, with you. you. So Dustin Diamond passed away, which is very, very sad very at the sad. age of just 44. And so we're getting lots of um, information about, uh, you know, his just from his former cast member co-stars on Saved by the Bell and people talking about his life. Um, you know, he was a child star was cast in the precursor to Saved by the Bell. Does anyone Good remember? Good morning, Miss Bliss. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm here I for you. I did not watch that. It was um, only featured uh, him, Mario Lopez, and Mark Paul Gosselaar and Lark Voorhees were the only ones that were on it. And then they added Tiffany um, Amber Thiessen and Elizabeth yeah. Berkley when they shifted to Saved by the Bell. Saved by the Bell, you know, was largely panned by critics. They didn't like it, but it developed such a cult following. It was such a crappy show. Such a crappy show. it was like good, bad. Yep, good, bad. Yep. You are 100% right. You just like fell in love with it and you dealt with it. Yeah, and you know the theme song. And the theme song was so good. Well, yes, and, well, I'm not going to take us off track. Please do. I, th- have you watched the new Saved by the Bell? No, I gotta oh, watch it. Oh, it's so good. I it's gotta watch really, it. It's really, really good. But I will say it is a source of contention because um, Dustin Diamond said he never got a call right. to be on it. Well, he had a troubled time. I well, mean, he did. And so did Lark Vuries, yeah. who played Lisa Turtle, but neither of them got called. And Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, 
with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I, frankly, that is kind of... I think Lark Rory's made a cameo She in did that. make a cameo, right? Yeah, but that was after she said something. And then they well, brought her in. Yeah. yeah, I mean, this often happens, right? Kelly, uh, what's her name? McGillicuddy? McGillis from Top Gun. Uh-huh. Oh, yes. yeah. Yes. I mean, they don't always bring back everyone, which is... Well, look at... Know. Remember when um, they were doing the reboot of Gilmore Girls and Melissa mm-hmm. McCarthy said, well, no one's talked to me about this yeah. at all. Like, yeah. I've had no conversation about it at all. And then, of course, it ended up happening. Um, Dustin Diamond died of cancer at the age of just 44. After being diagnosed, like, last week. Yeah, oh, I guess his so girlfriend awful. was there with him, and she... Um, he had a lump on his neck that he'd been he knew about for months and hadn't gone in. And then by the time he went in, found that it was everywhere. Um, But she posted about him. And then of course, you know, Mark Paul Gossler and Dustin Diamond had a very public falling out, but Mm -hmm. you know, I think they, they gave him a lot of grace. He just remember when he had to sell all those t-shirts to try to save his house in Port Washington, Wisconsin. You know, my husband and I were talking about this because he said, you know, he just, he, he has, like he he made some bad choices. I said, but you know, I think you have to think about what it's like to be a child star. Yeah. And and what that does to you developmentally. Well, he said that he lost his childhood. Yes. That what what do you miss from life when you become a child star? You miss your entire childhood. And you don't I, know what that is because you didn't have it. Because you were working and your job was to be funny and fun and something useful to people all the time mm-hmm. when you're a kid. And that shouldn't be your job when you're a kid. Your job should be to be growing into a person, the person that you're going to become. You right. know, we were just talking in the last segment about a gentleman by the name of Marilyn Manson who society is about to look upon very differently for right. a number of uh, varied, uh, uh, valid, reasons. valid mm-hmm. reasons. Thank you. You're welcome. I think that there will also come a time if we haven't started to get there already, and we certainly have on this show, because I know we've talked about this issue in the past, that we are not going to think that child stars were a good idea. Right. And they probably aren't going to be, well, what do I know, TikTok? Um, I hope at some point we get to the point where we realize that oftentimes there is more damage being done, Mm -hmm. which is not as visible as the sort of money in the bank account and success and fame that is also coming along with a lot of these viral um, celebrities at a young age. I think that um, I will go so far as to say it, it, it very, very rare for it to turn out well when a child is responsible for the uh, financial is the financial flotation device for a family. Yeah. Right. That exactly. is, I mean, you're talking like 0.00001% of families can handle that properly. And a child shouldn't have that weight on their shoulders. Mm-hmm. I don't think ever really guys. No, I the only way for it to you. maybe work is if then the ch- if the child is a star and making money, if the family has so much money that the child's money doesn't matter. Okay, I'm going to take us down a really quick tangent. Over the weekend, I watched that new movie with Denzel Washington and Rami Malek and um, Jared Leto. It's called The Little Things. Okay. And there's a a woman, a female character in it. And I kept on thinking, gosh, she looks really familiar. And so I looked her up on IMDb. Turns out she had played the daughter on a show called Medium that was uh, that Patricia Arquette. Mm -hmm. Oh, Uh, yeah. Right. That's the right Arquette. Anyway, so. one of the Aircats uh, starred in. 
And so then it took me down this rabbit hole and I started, I was like looking at her on Twitter and I found the girl who played her younger sister who is living a life of complete normalcy. Oh, um, she has like a thousand followers on Twitter. She is not verified. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there is, I think for some child celebrities Mm -hmm. or, or people who have have been working child actors, because I I don't want to call her a celebrity. She wasn't. Um, she was recognized, but she wasn't like uh, Jonathan Lipnicki, you know. Yeah, yeah. But there is life after that kind of work if you've handled it correctly. But not. A, but most of the kids that turn into megastars because they're so stinking cute, they don't get to have that. They don't get to rewind it and go back. I think right? it's also different when you have a fan base, right? If you're like a working child actor. It's a little bit different than like being a celebrity, mm-hmm. right? And oh, having sure. a fan exactly. base because but, that also really alters your reality. But there well, are exceptions to the rule. I think of like Charlie Corsmo, our own Minnesotan. Uh, Charlie Corsmo, he was in Dick Tracy. Hmm. He's like a lawyer now. See, that's great. Or um, yeah, but I Winnie think that's Cooper. Pro- that's probably because he he ventured away from the Hollywood machine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah. very rare is the actual well-adjusted Hollywood actor right. who started as a child. And sure, you could name one or two, it's but Ron like Howard. for every one <laughs> yeah, or right? two, Ron Howard. For every one or two, there are you know fifty more that we don't hear about because it didn't end well. I think you're right. Andy McDowell is embracing her gray hair. She says, "I'm a silver fox." Way to go, Andy McDowell. Oh my McDowell. gosh, Andy McDowell, I'm going to need to have a counseling session with you at some point <laughs> because I think I'm I'm going that way, lady. Oh, look at you. Elizabeth Reese, thank you for that dirt alert. Thanks, guys. Hey, we need somebody to play the 30-second pop culture challenge. 651-641-1071. 30 seconds, five pop culture questions. Get them all right. You win a prize on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. We are going to give you 30 seconds to answer five pop culture questions. We do it every day, 1230, right here on the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071, streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. And this is your 30-second pop culture challenge. 30 seconds. pop culture challenge. Who's on the phone today? Holly, who do we have on the line? It's Beth! We've got Beth on the line, and what is Beth wow. playing for? Okay, Beth is playing for this. A My Talk 1071 t-shirt! Hey, Beth, you ready to play the 30-second pop culture challenge, my dear? Yes, I am. Fabulous. Timer will begin after I ask the first question. Here we go. Sophia Vergara played Gloria Pritchett on what long-running sitcom? Modern Family. Whoa, who was Kevin Arnold's love interest on The Wonder Years? Um, Winnie? What singer had a hit song with Hips Don't Lie? Um, uh, Hips Don't Lie. Singer Pat. Who starred as Marge, yep, who starred as Marge Gunderson in the movie Fargo? Oh, Pat. The dog Beethoven in the film series of the same name is what breed of dog? St. Bernard? Yep, and who played Marge Gunderson in Fargo? Oh, I can picture her. I'm so sorry. You did not win the 30-second pop culture challenge. You can try again tomorrow because we do it every day at 1230 on the Colleen and Bradley Show. All right, let's go back and answer that question. And Marge Gunderson was played by... Francis McDormand. It is your Minnesotan responsibility to know oh, that answer. Oh, I just think I'm going to barf. barf. Do you think they have that question on a driver's license? 
license exams. <laughs> yes, I think they do. Uh, and or like Beth an insurance failed. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, now that we've answered all those questions, we can move on to solve some mysteries. And we do that in the form of blind items, which Holly's brought for us in this segment we call Blinded by the Item. Blinded by the Item. NT Lawyer is a fan of words today. Oh, awesome. Good. Well, we, we like will words. listen to all of them. So we've got some celebrity gossip mysteries that have a lot of words. Okay. Here we go. Half the productions on this Burbank studio lot are not testing anyone for COVID. Mm-hmm. The studio says that each production can make their own decisions, and the studio is implying that they don't care anymore. No one is going to get shut down, and there won't be any fines. The health department isn't doing anything because they have been instructed from higher on the state food chain that no television or film productions will ever be shut down again. Whoa. Well, who's a Burbank studio? It's not Paramount. No. Is it? It's a movie studio? Yeah. Could be. Universal? No. Miramax? Think, no. I'm just throwing out (laughs) words, man. Think Think what? What's up, Doc? Oh, Looney Looney Tunes, Tunes. Warner Brothers. No way. (laughs) The Looney Tunes Film Studio. What do you mean? Do you think Bugs Bunny has COVID? Oh, dropping anvils. Okay. Mm -hmm. So somewhere, (laughs) somewhere in Burbank... Probably Warner Brothers, if we're talking about film studios in Burbank, or it could be the NBC television studio where they film such things as The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. But anyways, what the blind item is implying is that they're not doing testing anymore. They don't care about testing. And in fact, allegedly, supposedly, rumor has it is that higher up on the state health department, they're just going to look the other way. Okay, well, yeah. that's encouraging, especially, and I think right now, certain counties in California have like a 10-day quarantine for people arriving from outside the yeah. state. Things are horrible yeah. right now in the state of California, specifically Los Angeles County. I am so sad. I'm so sad. Well, this just tells the same story we've been telling all year, which is... Yeah. Um, nothing is real and everyone's Well, sure, as a grand gesture, but also that um, the more money you have, the less rules you need. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or that, I should say, the less rules you must follow. Because money talks. I'm just saying. Dirty cash. But you know what? People, Dirty cash. I need you. Whoa. The virus doesn't care about money. You oh, don't but money say. cares well, but it about does, the virus. Actually, actually I don't know. no, it's... the money money does not care about the virus. Hence the problem. Oh, <sighs> awful! I'm sorry. I'm mad now. Thank you. Sorry, this is what Lawyer is sharing with us today. Who did that song? Which one? Dirt, uh, Adventures of Stevie V. I did not know that. What? Dirty cash, I want you. Dirty cash, I need you. Whoa. Thank you for that musical rendition. I just needed to like close the loop. Continue. Thank you. Here's another celebrity gossip mystery. This A-plus slash A-list mostly movie actor who has starred in the biggest franchise ever has also done pay cable. According to a foreign-born actress, he has also verbally and physically attacked her on the set and forbade any of the crew from looking at him or talking at him. Uh, what is oh, wow. with making people not look at you? That is weird, isn't it? Yes, I don't get it. Okay, so he's an A-plus, A-list, mostly movie actor who's done, like, the biggest franchise ever. Ever. There are several guesses. 
that are in the comment section on crazy days and nights. Now, oh, I see oh. one that could very well be the case, and it's very unfortunate if that oh, is true. I'm going to say it, and I don't like it. Um, No, I don't know. I don't what? know why. I was going to say I don't like this, because I, I think he's a good guy. Um, Adam Driver. Yeah, that's what that people oh, are saying. Oh, I didn't want that one to be where right. Did, where does Adam Driver come in? What's the biggest franchise? Star Wars. Star Wars. Have you seen it? Oh, it's a big. It's kind oh, of a, oh, a oh. big deal. And pay cable, being the show Girls. Yeah, yeah. Adam Driver was on that. Oh, I did second. not like that. I didn't like the way that tasted. I know. Was that the one that you saw, Holly? That you thought was a good guess? Yes. Okay. Yes. Somebody mm. posted that. That seems like an accurate guess. The big franchise, Star Wars, the pay cable show, Girls. So let me fill in the blank. So apparently, oh, according to a foreign-born actress, don't know who that is. That Adam Driver has been verbally and physically attacked her on the set and forbade any of the crew from looking at him or talking to him. Interesting. Well, I feel like if that's the case, fingers crossed, like all these stories, we will. this will not be the last we hear of. Right. The, yeah. thing, the thing I think about and the reason why he was the first one that sprung to mind for me, remember that story of what happened when he... Um, when he was in that interview and they showed a video of him... From a movie, or they played audio, and he left the interview because he doesn't like to look. Oh at yeah, him. remember that? Yeah, I do. Like he fully threw a tantrum, mm-hmm. and it was just so off-putting because I want to believe he's such a great guy. Oh, okay. Next. Oh, yeah. interesting. Well, okay, let's move on. Blinded by the item. <sighs> let's uh, let's do this blind item because it doesn't have as many words as the other one okay (laughs) even though her latest project sucks just as bad as the last dozen or so this former a plus list actress who everyone hates got the quote-unquote most deal that means her latest project no matter how poorly it does will receive an accolade from the streaming service This will be some type of most ever watched or most ever watched comedy or some other accolade that has no basis in reality. Ooh. Okay. Give me the, the, did you say A plus list? A list? Well, former A plus list. Former A plus list. Yes. That That everybody hates. That everybody hates, according to NT Lawyer. Oh. Well, I don't know if you would ever have considered her an A plus list. But Kirstie Alley? Good guess, but no. This person has a new project on a streaming service. Is it a TV show on a streaming service or a movie on a streaming service? You know, honestly, I haven't really looked into this project, so it could be... Okay, I'm going to say Anne Hathaway. (laughs) No! I didn't want to say that either. I didn't like the way that tasted. This one, the taste is not so unexpected. Mm, Okay. So, yeah, you said this is somebody that we hate. um, Uh Or that the world generally is not a fan of. Well, not a fan of because of her own behavior. Katherine Heigl? Oh, we just talked about her. Yes. Well, that's why. So she's got some project. Exactly. Katherine Heigl has a new Netflix series called Firefly Lane. So what NT Lawyer is saying is that even though lots of Katherine Heigl projects in the past have been big stinkers, 
she got a most deal from Netflix. So that means Firefly Lane, Firefly Lane, no matter how poorly it does, is going to receive some kind of accolade from Netflix. That means it's going to be most ever watched or most ever watched comedy or some other accolade that has no basis in reality because Netflix is a little stingy with the numbers. So they can Ugh. basically say whatever they yeah, want. Because nobody's nobody has access. Yeah, nobody has access. So we'll have to keep an eye out on the I reception. Like- This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mm -hmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Into Firefly Lane. I like this. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of keeping an eye out uh, for things that NT Lawyer says, I do just want to really quickly close the loop on a conversation we had earlier in the show. We don't have time to touch on this, but maybe we can do some work on it tomorrow. Well, we'll definitely have more time to talk about this individual. Yes. Uh, he had a lot to say about Marilyn Manson mm-hmm. and has over the years. And I think once again, where there's smoke, there's fire. And every time we see that NT Lawyer had his finger on the pulse of what was going on when nobody was talking about it, it lends credence to a lot of the things that we hear from NT Lawyer. So we had uh, sort of set aside some of those to talk about, but we just ended up not having time. Don't worry, we will get to it. And know that NT Lawyer has has been paying attention to Marilyn Manson and his behavior for quite some time. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, okay, maybe you heard yesterday that the Hollywood sign uh, had a little bit of a makeover. If you didn't hear about it, we'll tell you what the makeover was. It was short-lived. But it made me think... I didn't know a lot about the Hollywood sign. And I was wondering why it was such a big deal that people mm-hmm. ended up getting arrested for this. And so I thought, let's have a little history moment. We're going to have a history minute on the Hollywood sign when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Thanks, Holly. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hello. Hi, how's it going over there? Good, you know, just doing the thing. Awesome. Yeah, me too. So yesterday I laughed out loud when Holly shared a story with us about uh, six people who um, scaled steep terrain around the iconic Hollywood sign and strategically changed it to convey a message. And that mm. message was Holly Boob. Hooray for Hollywood! Why were they boobing it? Well, they said after being caught, which I'll get to in just a moment, that they were doing so to raise awareness around breast cancer. 
I just think they thought it would be funny to say holly boob. Yeah. They used a tarp to create a B that they placed over the W. And then they used a, uh, they fashioned a white dash to split the D in Hollywood in uh, half so that it looked like it said boob. So it said Holly Boob. It was six people who um, who did this, and as they were making their way down the mountain, <laughs> they were arrested. Yeah, by the LAPD. Um, and I was thinking, um, what? I wonder. Like, I don't think I know very much about the Hollywood sign, and I'm curious about it enough to do some research. Okay. Like, what? what the heck is the Hollywood sign for, right? It's this iconic thing. We all know what it looks like, but I don't know that everybody really knows why it's there and what it stands for, literally. And so I thought, okay, let's have a little history moment, a little Hollywood sign history moment. And I know that both of you do know quite a great deal about the Hollywood sign, right? I mean, you know, I sort of have a passing understanding of its pop cultural significance well let's just start with the very beginning uh the hollywood sign was erected in 1923 originally it had four more letters attached to it and you know what they were um yeah originally it was hollywood land right correct and do you know what hollywood land was it was a real estate development, I believe. Exactly. So this was erected in 1923 by a developer uh, whose name is H.J. Whitley. Um, and he was using it to develop or to advertise this new um, land development called Hollywood Land. And originally, the the letters lit up or the words, I should say, lit up. So it went Holly would light up and then wood would light up and then land would light up and then it would all light up together it was meant to only stand for 18 months it was really meant to be an advertisement and so it wasn't necessarily erected with um, longevity in mind but it became so iconic especially when hollywood became the seat of um entertainment Mm -hmm. and it it was so identifiable that they kind of decided to leave it eventually. And I don't know the story of when they decided to get rid of the land part, but they dropped the land. I don't know specifically when the land part fell off, but I do know that over the years it just sort of went into, you know, um, disrepair and decay. And like most things in Hollywood just kind of like, you know, slowly started to disappear until some, some high minded celebrities were like, Hey, I got an idea. And they did. They banded together. A bunch of celebrities banded together. This happened in 1978. There was a public campaign to restore the sign. Because like you said, it fell into disrepair. There were The, the poor H really had a tough time. <laughs> because seri- no, seriously, at one point in the 40s, uh, a guy, um, the guy who actually was appointed the caretaker of the Hollywood sign, his name is Ab- Albert Cothy, was driving while intoxicated near the top of the mountain when he lost control of his vehicle it drove off a cliff and it ran into the h and destroyed the h the h got destroyed his car got destroyed but he was not injured which is kind of amazing there was also if i remember correctly a um actress 
who met Correct. her untimely demise. Yep, from the H. From the top of the sign. That is so. 100% true. Her name was Peg Entwistle, and that happened in 1932. She must have been like a silent film actress. She was or 24 years old. Or maybe not. By the 30s, they would have had soundies. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyway, but yeah, so, so it's it's got these like, you know... Um, in 44, the H blew over. I mean, the H really has had a rough go. <laughs> So what happened is in 1978, there was a public campaign to restore the sign. Now, really quick, just because I love like money things like 1923 money, um, the project to put up the Hollywood line, the Hollywood land sign cost $21,000. That was $320,000 in 2019 mm. money. Mm. Okay. So just to kind of give you that. But now it's 1978 and they're trying to restore the the sign. And so what they did is they had nine donors that gave 27,778 each. So almost as much as the original sign cost to build, each person sponsored a letter um, and it totaled 250,000. And there were some big names, some of them you might not know, um, like you might not be familiar with the name Terrence Donnelly. He's the one who owns the H. He's the publisher of the Hollywood Independent newspaper. But one of the L's, the second L to be uh, specific, is uh, Gene Autry's letter. Oh, cool. Hugh Hefner has the Y. Uh, Andy Williams has the W. The first O was Alice Cooper, who donated in member in, er, in memory of Groucho Marx. Warner Brothers owns the second O. And when I say owns, they don't own them, but they sponsored. Yeah, they sponsored the... Yeah. Um, That's cool. And so so it's... Su- it's isn't that interesting, though? Mm-hmm. So, like, there's so much history in that sign. It didn't even occur to me, like, why... Pe- I was like, why are people all up in arms about turning the turning it to Hollyboob? I think that's funny, but it's not funny because it's, uh, like, a landmark. Oh, it's still it's, funny. It's, I think yeah, it's funny. And the it's, fact it that they, funny. Yeah. they kind of seem to, like, not understand that, like, that's not... You can't can't do that but i do appreciate also that they thought um enough to like turn it into holly boob without actually damaging the sign yes they were being thoughtful about it so it's not like they actually vandalized it you'll remember in well this happened twice actually in 1976 and in 2017 uh the sign was altered uh, as an homage to uh marijuana Oh. It was changed to Hollyweed. Did not know that. Yeah, that's a true story. Um, there are other times that it has been altered at different times in 1977 and in 87. It was changed to Hollywood. Uh, the 1987 alteration was to Billy celebrate the, to the visit something? of Pope John Paul II. Oh, close. True story. Um, Hollywood. Hollywood. Hollywood in January 1987. Do you know why it was changed to Hollywood? Um, Ali Ali. Oxen free. That was Roland Hardy. That was during the Oliver North Iran Contra. Oh, oh, isn't that interesting? That's fascinating. Okay. So well, thank you. You're welcome. Thank we you for coming to lot. school today. We learned a lot about the Hollywood sign. Holly but what boo. we what we I do like Hollywood. Hollywood. Mm-hmm. What we want to learn hey, about next is uh, your secret to a great chili. Six five one six four one chili to walk one zero seven one chili to walk. After this, uh, call us. We'll talk chili what's the secret to your chili after this hi it's Kristen. did you know that not doing things is easier than doing them there's a lot of things to do especially this time of year but when you don't do things there's more time to 
do things. Does that make sense? What I mean is when you use Shipt to get everything from gifts to groceries delivered same day, you have more time for the things you want to do. To not do things so that you can do other things, visit Shipt.com slash holiday. That's S-H-I-P-T dot com slash holiday. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.